Yo, 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 what is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary. This is episode number 37, and me and Gary are back in action. Three hours apart, actually probably farther than that, but we finally got our computer situation figured out, and we finally managed to start recording in separate locations. So I apologize if the audio isn't as good as it usually is. I mean, it probably wasn't very good to start with, but it definitely won't be as good as it has been. Uh, we're working on that. But for now, we just wanted to get it going again and get something started. So uh, I think you guys are going to like this episode. We kind of just shoot the bull. Uh, I went on vacation. We talked about uh, Gary's move up to Springfield and how he's adjusting to all that stuff. Um, he gives a nice eulogy of his grandfather that just passed away. We also talk about personal health and how new research is showing us things we didn't know two, three, four, five years ago and how that pertains to our everyday lives. And we also talk about how just worrying about things that we can control and worrying about ourselves can help impact and better the bigger picture. So I'm sure we'll have some in here you guys would like to hear. Um, And as always, thanks for stopping by and I hope you enjoy the show. So I, feel, I feel a little odd right now because I'm not in the same room as Will and we're usually in the same room. So, so uh, yeah. yeah, this we're, is our first we're, podcast. We're far away. The Casual Conversation Podcast from a distance. The distant casual conversation. Anyways, we still start calling it. Not really. We're not changing the, the name. Distant casual. It's still casual conversation. No, heck no. I'll, uh, I've, already, man, I've already got guests lined up. <laughs> the business I've casual. I've got guests lined up uh, when I come back because I'm, I'm coming back over fall break and I'm coming back. When is that? Christmas. Fall break is like a month, less than a month. So, well, I think Hans Bowman. Okay. Him. I'm basically down there for like one and okay, a half okay, week. Okay. So we could get we could get two guests. We're we're gonna make it work, okay. baby. Dude. Anyways, when when are me and Paxton coming up there and watching a game? I don't know. I'm not you and Paxton. <laughs> dude, we didn't get the invitation, dude. We're not just going to show gonna up. You're going to be invited up here? I don't know. Y'all got wives <laughs> and stuff, dude. I can do it any weekend. Y'all got obligations. That's true. I've got school, and that's about no. it. We got we to gotta see what dude, What the, episode uh, is this? We didn't what, even say what episode this was. What's cool is it? Dude, it's episode number 37, fool. You haven't been paying attention? I have, but we always episode say, number thirty-seven, no. fool. So we we just uploaded Coach Glover's Ty Glover's podcast. Took a little while. We'll kind of explain that in the last one. Yeah, we took a extended hiatus for that, dude. Extended. Yeah, but. you know we've had a nice little vacation, and it's time to time to get the wheels back on the road. You know what I mean. Back on the road, baby. Yeah, I feel you. And we're still working out the kinks. Dude, this is literally like our first attempt to actually record something. Like, we messed around with it. So, uh, I don't apologize for it, but it's not going to be as good. I'm not saying what we did before was great, but it's not going to be as good as it was. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you can't hear us very well, screw y'all, basically, is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> we do Anyways. whatever we want. All right. So, how has your, I would say, how's your week been? But, man, I haven't seen you in like a month. How's your month been? Let's go with the month, dude. Um, it's going to be tough because I can't even remember what, when we were doing this, I couldn't remember what I did the last week. So the last month, um, well, I went on vacation. That's what the, one of the big things I did, I guess. I went to Chicago. Like a real, like a real vacation, not just the podcast vacation. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't talking about, I wasn't talking about, uh, a leave of absence from the podcast. I mean like an actual vacation where I took off work and stuff. But no, that was fun, where'd man. You, where'd you Chicago. go? Went to Chicago with my wife and uh, my mom and my dad. We'll get into that uh, a little later, but I won't bore you with all the details right now. But we went and watched uh, the Cubs play. It's my favorite team. Go Cubs. And it was really cool because that's my dad's favorite team. It's been his favorite team for probably 30 or 40 years. And he'd never been to Wrigley Field before, which is where the Cubs play. And it was just really cool seeing him, man. He was like a little kid out there cheesing it up, man. It was yeah, I don't he know. He was as giddy as a schoolgirl. Yeah. I was I was glad to go. Um, I figure I'll go back sometime, but I'm glad the first time I got to go was with him, and then that was his first time to be there too. It was just a really cool experience to have, you know, with probably the biggest yeah. Cubs fan I've ever met. So that was really cool. And then we did some other stuff while we were there. Went you know, went sightseeing, saw downtown. Uh, one of their big parks they have in the middle of downtown. It was really cool. I uh, went was to it an aquarium. It I, honestly, the weather was perfect. It was like seventy-five degrees, seventy degrees, and the wind really wasn't blowing that hard. Like it was, it was you know, it was a little breezy, but it really wasn't super windy. No so. gales. It was cool, man. No gales. <laughs> no gales. Um, no gales. Went to uh, an aquarium. <laughs> no gales. <laughs> yeah dude there's a That's bad a aquarium up here the yeah. wonders of the outdoor i can't remember exactly what it's called but it's like it's a three four hour pretty, deal pretty cool huh? i don't know what it's called i don't yeah, know it's it's the bass pro it's got some name but um, it's the bass pro i don't i don't remember what this one's called either but it was pretty cool wonders dude, of we the went wild to a planetarium life. too That's it was good. really cool wonders of wildlife Heck yeah but uh the planetarium was cool um but no, you know, we just did UCA, tourist stuff. UCA has a planetarium. I, I've I've been to that one. It's it's a neat experience. Planetariums are cool, man. They're really cool. They'll make you feel really small. No doubt. So what else but, did you do uh, besides go on vacation? Uh, man, didn't do much besides that. Um, Man, I don't know what. Didn't hang out with any friends. Honestly, can't remember. Any work events? No. Work events? No. We were actually like, uh, um, work was super slow the past couple weeks. But uh, it was Courtney's birthday, um, Sunday, September the eighth. So we went out to eat and stuff. Hung out with her. We didn't really go anywhere because we just went on vacation. So, uh, we expended a lot of our resources. (laughs) Yeah. 24. Whoa, she's Kobe. older than me. It's getting old. <laughs> Dude, she's like an old bag. No, I'm kidding. She's an old bag. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
No, Good thing she it. doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she just listens through the walls, though. She probably heard you. <laughs> oh, yeah, she heard me for sure. As soon as I go in there, uh, after we get done, I go in there. She's going to be like, I heard what you said in there. I heard what you said. <laughs> uh, so that's, but no, that's cool. Other than that. Have you seen Pags um, Pag oh, well, we, Yeah. Um, Justin Gerald got married last weekend, which is one of our buddies we went to school with. But I didn't get to go because it was Courtney's birthday and it was in Branson, you know. Um, but we had his um, little bachelor party thing up where his grandparents live in Big Flat. And I went to that and that was really fun. Riding four-wheelers and fishing and just having a good time. So a Good old time. Yeah, Paxton, he texted me. Uh, he texted me this past weekend and said he was up in Branson and that him and Whitney were going to come and eat with me the next day uh, but they ended up not yeah. staying in brand they drove back so yeah i didn't want to see them anyway no. <laughs> bunch of losers dude <laughs> but no other than that man i can't really think what i did honestly i'm i'm surprised i remember that much but yeah and i mean i i basically helped you remember two of the three did you know you did it yeah, I did. I said, have you seen Paxton lately? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, my, one of my best oh, buddies got married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no. So, uh, yeah. Yep. You're staying pretty consistent. I guess Chicago's pretty cool, but for the most part, you're leading a pretty boring life. <laughs> Dude, can't help it, man. Can't help it. I got just got to find something interesting. Yeah, so it has been it has been very hectic. Very, very hectic for me. So I got up here and expected so they said, you know, there's gonna be an orientation on August fifth. That was my first day, August fifth. They said orientation yeah, day. Yeah. I interpreted that okay, okay, as okay, okay. a day. A single day of orientation. No, 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 no. They were like, well, we call it orientation, but it's really a skills camp that's a week long. And so I had like all these plans. Skills like I was going to, because I didn't, what? Get, yeah, I was going to come back because I didn't really get to see my family too much working right up until I left and then having to just pack everything real quick and then leave. Uh, I didn't get to see my family too much. And like, I was like, I'm going to come back down, you know, after I move up there on the weekend and come back this next week after Monday, my bad, stay up there Sunday, Monday. And then once class is over, come back, hang out with my family, um, you know, see some friends that I maybe didn't get to see before I left. Um, but that did not come to fruition. And there was a lot, a lot of homework in the first week. I had to take an exam the first week. The first week, was, you had uh, to take an exam. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, hit the ground running type situation. But I've I've settled in. It's been a little over a month. I think week five. I think we're in week five. Anyways, I'm I'm more settled than I am now. Uh, I've I've done two of my clinical rotations, and that was a very humbling experience. The 
people that I'm following around, we call them preceptors. Uh, they are the ones I had. Uh, her name's Jennifer Martin. She's the dietitian at the Cox Hospital in Branson. So I was driving down to Branson for the for basically eight days, following them around. Okay, okay. And it was just like crazy how smart they are. I mean, she's been doing it for 14 years, I think, which is, I mean, really, I mean, it's a long time, but there's some people that have been doing it for 20, 30 years. And uh, just in her 14 years, like experience, she was blowing my mind with some of the like connections that she was making. Like you look yeah. at like a person that has like some disease and you're like, oh, well, they need to do this. And she's like, oh, well, they may need to do that, but they're on this medication. So that wouldn't be really that helpful. So it's it's like, whoa, like all these different things are being thrown at me. And like, so in my undergraduate yeah, experience, true. yeah, in my undergraduate experience, uh, learning about nutrition, there's this like, there's this uh, academy. It's called the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And they're the ones that kind of standardize everything. Like you have to, hospitals have to abide by certain criteria that the AND, American Nutrition Dietetics, the AND sets for people. And so that insurance companies will cover certain things when we diagnose malnutrition and whatnot. So like I'm I'm going in, you know, thinking like, all right, we're we're fixing to learn like what the A and D has to say about everything. We're fixing to get really in depth. So I get in and my director made an excellent impression on me the first day. She I mean a lot of the things that we talk about as far as like, you know, like self help, um, understanding yourself and your ego and just I don't know, understanding yourself to a deeper level, understanding your biases, your prejudices, things like that. She just, uh, she made a really good impression on me. And she said, in a nutshell, she she's a lengthy, she's a long-winded individual. But in a nutshell, she was like, the A and D is like the current standards for science. But they set those, they set those regulations five, 10 years ago. It's like within the past five years, there has been so many things discovered in the realm of nutrition. And it's like, I mean, think about it. They've, they've built these standards that insurance companies have abided for the, the whole health system has bought into. And they don't really want to tear that down and reconstruct it until there is just a crazy amount of of evidence that these new ways of thinking are actually going to benefit us. Um, yeah. And so she said, we have to follow what the A&D criteria has for us to a certain extent, but we're going to tell you a lot of things that contradict what you learned in undergraduate school because it's just it's just outdated information. Wow. So that's very interesting. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I think I think I landed in the right spot. Because and and in saying that, the program I'm in is is a master's of nutrition diagnostics program, very heavily clinically based. Um and so the program I came from, UCA, 
they're more community and uh, research based and they are a great great um campus great school to go to the faculty and administration in the nutrition department excellent people i've talked to the director just a couple of weeks ago and just to keep in touch with her great people but they're they're definitely preaching the uh, academy of nutrition and dietetics guidelines which most people are and so it it just kind of like excited me cuz cuz i have i have these ways of, these ideas that i'm like ah man i don't i don't know if i agree necessarily with everything that the AMD has to say and i was kind of conflicted about that and so i get i get into cuz cuz we've talked about like keto diet and all of these different types of of things like there's the carnivore diet i don't know if you've heard of that one that's an interesting one but uh yeah dude oh like, yeah those are, i got to talk about something a little later okay okay the uh people at UCA and really just the A and D, the criteria, like, dude, the keto diet is not a legitimate thing to them. It's just not. They don't accept it as a as a therapy or a rehabilitation for nutrition. And like we've talked about in the past, I see it as more of a more of a tool that's in your tool belt and you try to find out the individual person's problem and determine which tool they need. They may need a keto diet, but they may need a vegetarian diet. They may need uh, to cut out all refined sugars, which <laughs> you could you could do anyways. But the the research and the articles that this this director of my program that I'm in right now that she's making us read are studies that have come out early this year, late last year. And they're on things like the keto diet. Um, and I'm I'm still learning, um, but I'm very, very confident in saying there there is applicability to the keto diet. There is applicability to um, meats. Um, and actually, honestly, there there are these things that they're finding now that some people with certain vegetables, there are these things called anti-nutrients. Some people have sensitivities to vegetables. It's like they may honestly benefit from cutting out certain vegetables in their diet. And so like, mm. I don't, it's, it's more, it's, it's much more complicated than in I, I ever even thought. And the thing is like, I knew it was really complicated, very difficult to understand but it's just blowing my mind even further. So in all, I, I know I kind of, I kind of got off on a sidetrack type thing there, but I'm just so stoked to be where I am. I feel like I landed in the right spot. I feel like I'm going to learn a ton and I feel like I'm going to be able to provide a service that even a lot of dietitians couldn't do as well once I finish this program. Well, that's good though, man. I mean, that's good that um, they're not really pushing your boundaries, but they're expanding the boundaries. Like they're not forcing you to learn anything you don't want to, which is good. It's like you're interested to learn, you know, in what they have to say. And that's really cool because everybody can learn something. 
Yeah. And and the thing is, like, what one of the things that my professor says is, like, you can't just shut an idea down because you've been taught another way. Because what questions do you have to ask? Like, why are the things that I've been taught true? Because the A and D says it's true. Um, I don't know. She's just like, don't don't be so sure about things of that nature. It's like the, everything is not so black and white. She says that all the time. Everything is not so black and white. It's like, is the keto diet good yeah. or bad? Dude. Well, it depends on the circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, speaking of that, did you watch that documentary that I told you to watch? I didn't, man. I didn't. I watched Dude, that the ranch instead. Confused me. <laughs> I need to. I've heard people. That it's what the hell. Confused me a lot. Yeah. Is it what the hell? Okay. Yeah. It, um, I've yeah, heard a lot about that, but I haven't watched it. I need to. Which, like, the thing is with these documentaries on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, wherever. They're interesting, you know. They're super interesting to watch. To to just get a little, it's like you're barely scratching the surface on what they're talking about, you know. If if it's something like, um, I'll use the what the health for example. It's about nutrition and certain diets and diabetes and cancer and how food and your diet links to those certain things, which I don't know anything about. I'm a complete noob when it comes to that stuff. So just watching it. Um, it like scratches the surface, piques my interest on it. But the thing is, like, I don't know where to draw the line on if it's if you like if it's factual, if what he's saying is true. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I don't obviously. I don't know the producer who made the the documentary. I don't know where they got all this information from. I don't know if he looked it up himself. You know, and movies. It's not necessarily a movie, but movies and documentaries they can portray something in a certain light that they want you to think. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. It's like, and the the thing is, a lot of documentaries like that, they have an agenda. Uh, Really, really everybody, like anybody that, like you're going to be biased to some degree. And I haven't seen the documentary. But I know I've seen uh, the magic pill or whatever that talks about like vegan and vegetarian. Yeah, and yeah. It's like there, there's a lot of truth to what they're saying, but they're also like the context that they put it in, and just some of the things that they say are very, very misleading. And I feel like a lot of that is the the vegan or vegetarian agenda that they have. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like, like it's, I, it's much, like this much one, better to adopt. Go ahead. Like that, the guy doing the the documentary. It's like he was, and I'm not saying he's his information was wrong or anything, but he was like the whole basis of the thing or of the documentary was um, plant based diets, like exclusively plant based diets, which I think that could be beneficial. You know, but it they were making meat seem like, you know, it was just like this completely 
um, mm-hmm. polarizing thing that, you know, cause disease and cause diabetes and, um, which it might, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it might have a, have a cause in that, but they were making it seem like it was, I don't know. It was just, it was really confusing to me because I don't know much about that type yeah. of thing. And, and this, I'll give you a, I'll give you a perfect example. So the vegetarian, vegan diet, plant-based diet, very, very popular, very, very beneficial for most people. And I'm talking about just plant-based, not necessarily vegan or, or vegetarian. I would use those more yeah, as yeah. like a, a therapy, but, but plant-based diets, like most people are going to respond very, very well to them. Some people though, like I was talking about with, with having sensitivities to certain uh, anti-nutrients, which is a breaking, cutting-edge type thing in research that plants have in them. They make people inflamed in their gut lining. Um, there's all kinds of inflammation involved with them. And so what has been happening, and this is not super popular, it's gained a lot of traction in certain groups. And I talked about the carnivore diet. There's this concept called eating nose to tail. And what that means is that you eat literally the whole animal. I mean, excluding like bones. I mean, but you're eating, you're eating organ meats. You're eating muscle meats. Like you're eating just about everything. And the research, the research on that has shown time and time and time again that those people are getting all of the nutrients that they need. And so like this idea of the food groups, I'm sure you all know the food groups, the veggies, fruits, grains, dairy, meat, or protein. Um, it's like they, they emphasize you got to get so many servings of blah, blah, and this food group and this food group and making all these recommendations. But there are these people that are, that are literally eating animals nose to tail. And some people do it that live in like modern civilization, but you look at like Eskimo populations, they're eating seals from nose to tail. They're not eating any vegetables and they're not nutrient deficient. So kind of rounded back around, I see how they can be misled to think that that plant-based is the end all be all for everybody. But that's, that's just not the case. It's it's a great it's a great therapy for most people, but not not everybody. Yeah, and most people like the the specific subjects that they had on there that um they were showing that benefited from the plant based diet were people that had diabetes. That was like the main mm-hmm. point. I feel like that was like the main point they were trying to get at was that these people with diabetes and, you know, it was like ailments, not necessarily exclusively diabetes, but just some type of ailment that eating a plant-based diet was um, not a cure-all for it, but it would slowly lead them to feel better just in their everyday life, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm not I don't really going to recommend strange. to somebody... Yeah, I'm not going to recommend to somebody out of the gate to just like stop uh, eating 
vegetables, <laughs> like one of the first things I'm going to ask is like, like, what is your, like, how many vegetables, how many fruits are, are you eating in a day? And if they're not eating enough, I, I definitely want them to eat more. But if that, if that gets to a point where it's like they're, you know, cutting out refined sugars, they're um, eating a, a heavily plant-based diet, eating, you know, adequate amounts of fiber, and they're still, they're still dealing with like the same issues that hasn't let up. It's like, that's what gives you the opportunity to say, okay, this isn't working for you. Let's explore all of these different options. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's like, like, and that's why I say that, like that, what the health it's like, they're, they're, mostly right but to make that absolute statement is just wrong it's wrong and it does a disservice to the people who haven't spent four or five years studying nutrition that there's this well-marketed well-put-together movie or documentary that's really convincing because it's entertaining not only is it entertaining but it's informational and so it, it kind of skews their perception as well. It's like leave, leave the education of, of nutrition to the nutrition professionals. Yeah, and like that's what I was saying. I don't know who produced the documentary. Like I don't know if they are nutrition professionals. He had a bunch of interviews in the documentary from, man, I can't even remember what their specific titles were, but they were from like actual physicians and stuff that, see patients and whatnot mm-hmm. i don't know if they were necessarily um like a dedicated dietitian per se if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and the thing is like i mean there's dietitians but, that that'll say some of the same things that that what the health is saying but that's that's because a and d the american or the academy of nutrition and dietetics that's kind of what they say it's like uh you need to reduce your red meat intake it's like animal proteins are, are giving you cancer. You need to increase your, your veggie intake. And that's just not what I mean, the cutting edge is, is, so, is showing to the absolute degree that they're claiming that it is. Yeah, because that's basically what they said on the, uh, on the documentary was animal protein, uh, dairy was causing... Um, you know, diabetes and cancer, which mm-hmm. I mean, I can, I can see how, you know, if you ate red meat seven times a week, every day, you know what I mean? How, mm-hmm. and you did that for a long extended period of time, you know, that, that probably does lead to, you know, diabetes or cancer. But I don't think if you eat a steak once a week, then you're going to get cancer. You know what I mean? It's like they were taking it to a yeah. level of extreme that I don't think that that was i didn't think was right but i didn't know that because i don't know anything about dietetics yeah so just like the average and, person watching it would be like oh my god you know did you see that did you see what these people said and then like they're i don't know it was just they find it was just they very find confusing. credibility yeah they find credibility in something that is well put together well explained it it seems credible but yeah, I, I mean, it? and it was a very professional documentary, you know, well put together. It seemed they seemed very educated, I guess, like you said, um, 
you know, yeah. for the average so, person watching it, you would, I mean, you would, you would think that it was true. Yeah. And so I said, I said, uh, you know, leave the nutrition education to the nutrition professionals. I do want to kind of go back and clarify, like if you're an individual that is not really suffering from any uh, health related issues, but you know, like you just know you're honest with yourself that your, your diet is not great. Pay attention to your body. Like you don't necessarily have to seek out a health professional right away. I mean, you can, but more so like pay attention to how certain foods make you feel after you eat them. Um, but in saying that, if you are diabetic, um, if you have any GI issues whatsoever, um, if you have COPD, um, just like chronic diseases, or even like if you're pre-diabetic, it's like you go to the doctor and it's like your blood sugars are elevated, but they're just not quite diabetic range yet. That would be the time to seek out somebody that that can give you therapies that will more than likely help you reduce your risk of disease and if not with their first therapy hopefully they are well equipped enough with their knowledge of nutrition that they can kind of go down alternate routes and explore what works for you yeah yeah i can get down so, with that yeah we hey we we beat that one <laughs> in the ground um but yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, it's something that it's something that like so I've been out of school for a little bit um, and I continued to learn uh, about nutrition, talking about graduating from UCA because I, I was off for about see, a little over. Oh, man, no, it was nine months. Wow. I was out of school for nine months and I was, you know, I was learning about nutrition and I've always enjoyed it. But coming back and and hearing the possibility for new knowledge to to progress the field dude it's got it's got a fire lit <laughs> underneath me right now man i am i'm pretty stoked just to be here and be be learning on the cutting edge the cutting edge baby that's what it's all about man people discovering new things and keep the ball rolling yeah so uh with a little bit of a segue, um, you said that you had kind of come to a uh, realization here recently. You reached out to me uh, and just said that you we, we needed to kind of pick pick the podcast back up and everything. So tell tell me a little Dude, bit about yeah, that. that. I haven't even heard that. This goes well with what you just talked about about um, different you know like different things working for different people and. Um, realizing what works best for you and you know we live in the world of social media we all know this um instagram facebook twitter snapchat you know not even social not necessarily even social media but you can get online see news stories see breaking news from all around the world like everyone is so interconnected together and i would just see people um talking about different issues it doesn't matter what it is political religious doesn't have to be it could be about sports it could be about um, a piece of art it could be about just anything and everyone 
is always so concerned about what somebody else is doing. They're always so concerned about um, the way something else is going, and they're not worried about themselves. And I, I fell into this um, over the past few months, or the past couple months, I guess. It's just, I, I was just looking at everything and everyone else, and I was kind of like, not judging them, but I was like, oh, well, you know, um, we should do this, or if they did this, then it would help them in this area. Um, and I was like, man, I just, what about my, like, what about me? Like, what am I doing? You know? And I was like, well, okay. I took a step back. I was like, well, I haven't been up on the podcast. That's pretty lazy. I was like, uh, I haven't been exercising like I used to. Okay, that's not, that's not optimal. Uh, I haven't been eating as good as I once did. I was like, so I'm like regressing. It's like I wasn't even maintaining anything. I was re- regressing backwards. Um, and it just made me, I came to the realization that I just need to stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and focus on the things that I can control myself. Yeah. That's, yeah. And yeah, so I, I thought that a, was, I, a, I thought that. Go ahead. No. Oh, I thought that was a good lesson. Like, you know, if, and if everyone would only control what they can control and better themselves, then the overall picture would become better as well. I'll use this as an example. Um, say there's, um, I mean, it's a pretty big issue, um, pollution, not just air pollution, but like trash, um, you know, in na- like in parks, in forests, things like that, plastic in the ocean. And people always want to talk about other people saying, well, if you did this, you know, uh, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do that. Um, and just telling, worrying about every everyone except themselves. But there's things that they can do if we all would just do a small little, a small little, not percentage, but just a small um, act, then the big picture would be cleaned up as well. I don't, I'm not doing a very good job yeah. of explaining that or portraying well, I think that. that. I think but that... like, go ahead. No, it's like, um, like it. Say I want to recycle more. I want to help the earth. So I could just get one plastic water bottle or not get a plastic bottle, get it like a jug and just fill it up over and over instead of buying, you know, bottles of water or something like that. And then if everyone consistently started doing that, then, you know, it would just keep snowballing and snowballing into the bigger picture that everybody wants to fix. But we're all trying to do this one huge thing and nothing's getting accomplished because everybody's just arguing with each other. We also need to start doing our own thing, worrying about ourselves, and doing something small that'll eventually turn into something greater. Yeah. It's the, it's the small incremental progressions that make the huge differences. And it's really, it's really hard to have like big goals and ambitions without getting caught up too much in that vision that you just kind of forget to do the little things every day. 
Yeah, and I think that's what happens. Uh, that happens to me sometimes. Is, um, I mean, you can use the, um, you know, stopping pollution as an example. It's a good cause. Like everyone gets, um, emo- not necessarily emotional, but they get animated about it because it's important. You know, it's an important issue, and they just want to do something to help. But by everyone getting too uh, worked up about it and too, um, I guess, overzealous, then we don't realize what we can, like the small things that we can do to actually help move it along, if that makes sense. Yeah, just do your part. And that's the thing. It's like, that's why self-improvement is so important because like we we kind of talked about it in the context of time like do something little every single day but also like think of like humankind as kind of like a whole so like the little parts of the whole are humans it's like work on yourself because that in its that by itself is going to help strengthen the whole now you think think about it on like a cellular level it's like if all of your cells are individually weak, the whole organism or whatever is not going to be strong. It's going to be weak. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, that that's, that's a really sense. good point, man. Don't don't be don't be pointing fingers until you point the finger at yourself and really evaluate yourself. And then honestly, don't don't be. Don't be pointing fingers. Uh, uplift people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, kind of going off of that too, I had uh, just don't don't get stale within not necessarily any certain area, but just your everyday life in general. I guess it's like we can get so. We can get so mundane and we forget that, you know, you have to consistently do things for them to become uh, a habit. And I said that when I uploaded our last episode, we, we've talked about that plenty of times is consistency is key to, you know, bettering uh, a skill, bettering um, a talent that you have, or just bettering yourself in general. And sorry about that, everyone. I don't know if you guys heard that, but uh, we had a slight technical difficulty. Our uh, internet connection seemed to have failed and we got disconnected. Our first one of many, probably, but it's fine. You know, it's all good. <laughs> our first our first uh, internet lag. Um, yeah, but whatever Will said last, uh, as he would say, I can get down with that, baby. <laughs> oh yeah but anyways so i i do want to talk about something this is a bit of a subject change but i feel like it's something that i definitely need to talk about so um one of my family members that i've been really close to my whole life uh my Papa, which would be my mom's father, passed away about a week ago, and 
it was really tough. And what I want to do, the reason I bring this up, I really do want to kind of paint a picture um, just just to give people a, a reason to appreciate, you know, the life that he lived. He was a very, very interesting guy. Um, he grew up on the Bogue River, which is in uh, Shelby, Mississippi. Um, very, very small rural town. Grew up there. He was a, uh, he went, he went and became a police officer and was part of the state police in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Basically what he did, he did robberies for a little bit. Um, and he went in and started doing like drug enforcement and he would be the, the undercover guy that would go in and like actually make deals and, uh, setups with the the criminals uh, beforehand before they basically bust them uh there was one time i remember him always talking about he was looking for uh he was looking for a suspect and he went into a house and he he pulled a mattress up and he was looking like dead in the eyes of of the criminal and he always says man if he'd had a gun like he'd have shot me in the face so he very very brave dude um, he, he was very stoic, I guess you say he wasn't the best at expressing himself. Um, but he, he loved his family. It was very, very evident that he loved his family. And I say he was a man of many interests. He, he was actually a, uh, state champion. I can't remember what year, but he was a state champion pigeon racer. <laughs> yes, that is a thing. It go down to go down to Pine Bluff and they they race pigeons down there. Um he he sang karaoke uh before he got in bad health, he sang a lot yes, he did. of karaoke. I yes, remember he did. him him and I would go down in the basement. He had a karaoke machine in his basement he would use to practice on and uh we'd go down and jam out to like devil went you know my favorite Georgia, song he sang gary things like that yeah yeah he he was not the greatest singer but boy he sang his heart out so anybody that does that gotta give it to him uh and then on on top of that there's there's two two more big things i'd, I'd really like to say about him he he built the most bird, the bluebird houses, and supplied them to state parks and national forest land um, within Arkansas. He built over, I think it was over four thousand bluebird houses, uh, and really didn't get just too much in return. It was more of kind of like a passion that he had with woodworking, so he he made bird houses. Uh, another thing that honestly was really really special to me and most most people didn't know about him we had uh we had his funeral service and on the uh the table walking in you know I had a picture of him and everything but he also wrote poetry and we had a big huge book full of i mean hundreds hundreds of poems that he had written and i mean some of them are really stupid but some of them will bring you to tears man just how beautiful they are um 
And so I, I actually have gotten copies of those and I'm eventually going to convert them into songs and kind of carry on his uh, legacy. He he was not musical, but he definitely had had the songwriting, poetry type uh, ability. Oh, so, that's cool, dude. I don't know. I just I just wanted to. Yeah, I just wanted to paint a picture for for everybody. He was a really great guy. I loved his family. Um, my family is is pretty devastated. I mean, he was in he was in pretty poor health, but he hadn't been admitted to the emergency room. Very stubborn. Like I said, very he's a very stoic individual. He didn't like to express how he felt. So very stubborn. Didn't want to go to the hospital. And honestly. It, it really wouldn't have been the same <laughs> remembering Jim Barry if he'd have been, you know, wheeling around in a wheelchair all the time. He was walking, mowing the lawn till his till his last days at home, and I'm I'm proud he's my papa. Well said, Gary. Very well said, my friend. Yeah, I just I I just want I know that was kind of off the beaten path, but I I really wanted to to bring some life to his story. No, dude, nothing wrong with that. It's good to uh, keep the memory alive. You know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt. And and the thing is, like, yeah, I was I was very sad um, when he passed. But uh, the thing is, with life, it's just it's just part of it. And it's not like I have to let his memory go. But like. I can let his spirit go and and just, you know, he's he's off doing all kinds of he, he couldn't hear, so the joke is like he can finally hear somebody when he's talking to him or, or when they're talking to him now. Like he, he ain't gotta worry about what everybody's, you know, trying to say to him because he can't hear it. You know, his hearing's good and his legs are good, he can walk real well. So it's 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 part of it's part of like a selfish thing, really, when you're like, "Oh man, I really wish he was still here," and like I, I do, like I'll be, I'll be honest, I really wish he was, but I know, I know it's for the better, and I know he, he, he is in a far better space. That's true, man. Very true, and you know, the good thing is. The memories that you have with them, you know, hopefully you'll never forget. Yeah. And the thing about my papa, I said he had a book full of poetry. He's got an even bigger book full of memories that he had, whether they be on the job at the police force or going around singing karaoke, do like just whatever. Um, his pigeons. And so, like he he recorded like all of his stories, so that that's very very valuable to me. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. It's like you always have that little that little piece of his mind that um, no you can doubt. always go and look back on. Yeah, and it's and it's always tough to but it's always tough to lose somebody, man, especially like that. But uh. You know, the older you get, the more you realize that that's just the way it is. That's the way it's always been, and you're never going to be able to change it, you know. People are born, people get old, and they pass away. It's just the way 
It has to be. And it's the way that we choose to look at it and reflect back on it. And is, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's Jim. Ja- actually, James Randolph Barry, also known as Jim Barry. His middle name was Randolph. So, rest in, rest in, James Randolph. No, rest in peace, Papa. I love you, love you, and miss you. But you're doing great things. That's that's where I'll cap it off. As I like to say, I can get down with that, baby. <laughs> well. Will, that's really all that I have. Do you have any extra sauce? No, dude. I think that was a good one to uh, to uh, finish it off on, man. Um, it's our first one back. We're just getting our feet wet again. Yeah. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little rusty. My, I feel like my thoughts weren't as sharp as they have been in times past. I yeah, haven't been conversating as much, I guess. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely different. Like not being in the room with you it's like because when i'm in the room like i pick up on your like nonverbal cues and stuff and so i, I don't know it's it's a little different there's a little bit like of a lag yeah that's uh, true we we counted it. it's like a little over a second so you probably know <laughs> you probably notice like in the middle of the thing um i would say something and then gary would or no gary would say something and i would try to add like a little point to it and he wouldn't hear me and he would start in on another idea about that, like that same point. And then it sounded like I would cut him off. Like we weren't purposely doing that. It was just a little, a little thing we're going to have to get used to, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get better. I mean, I feel like, I feel like in person, we do a pretty, pretty good job of respecting one another's talk time. Yeah. But it's a little bit, it's a little different with this. But you live and you learn, baby. We're just making it up on the fly. This is a, this is the oh, first yeah. time we've ever recorded with this thing, so I thought it went very decent, considering all the variables that were in place. No doubt. I'm just excited. I'm excited to to get back to doing it. I'm. I mean, I'm glad we we kind of had a break. I, I got settled, but honestly, I, I've kind of missed just putting putting our thoughts out there i really really like it and i've 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 had a few people reach out and say hey man are y'all because you know i they knew i moved to springfield they're like hey are y'all still gonna do the podcast and so i i want i want to make sure that the the listeners you know they're they're getting their content yeah dude (laughs) because we (laughs) yeah because we were talking about how we were going to keep it going and do all this. And we're like, yeah, we're not going to, we're going to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? And then we did it. But that was partly my fault. Uh, we could have done this. Well, Gary had to go get a computer, which wasn't anybody's fault, you know, because it's just the way, it's the way it went, you know? I think, I mean, I think it was kind of both. It was more situational. I mean, yeah, you slacked off a little bit. I'm really busy and that's that's really just an excuse though. It's like I I can sit down and find some time to figure it out. So it's 
it's a, it's a little bit of both. I, I think it was good. I really do. I think it was good. Take a little bit of a hiatus. It, it's given us kind of a new fire to get back and and talk and share our ideas. So, no 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 huh, foul. No foul, baby. We're gonna be back. We're back in black. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. You can find me on Instagram at GaryTheGreat96 and on Snapchat at Gary. G-A-I-R-Y. I was waiting for you to say that, but you did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington zero zero and on Twitter at TheScavenger23. And I was talking to Gary about this. We actually had a casual conversation podcast Instagram account that we made, I mean, moons ago, many moons ago, and been pretty it's, been, stagnant. <laughs> it's been very stagnant, but uh, we're going to start trying to fire it up a little bit. So if you guys want to go follow that, if you haven't already, at casual conversation podcast, that's at casual conversation podcast on Instagram. So. We're going to see if we can get that baby cranked up a little bit, you know, put a new starter on it. Get fired up. Yeah, boy. All right. Well, man, I'm toast. I'm fried. My ideas are no more. Dude, I know. It's nine o'clock. My brain's starting to shut down. <laughs> well, I, uh, I think I'm fixing to hit the hay, man. Gary hey, out. Later.